Hi everyone. Just a little note before we start, because as people who listened to yesterday's episode will know, I made a bit of a mistake during the recording. Basically, I recently bought a new microphone, and although I had plugged it in, and I was very excited about using it, I did not realise that I was actually recording off of my laptop's microphone. I have worked really hard to get the quality as good as possible, but it may sound a little robotic or wavery in places. I am really sorry about that, and I hope it does not detract too much from your enjoyment of the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mummy Movie Podcast, where we are looking at the second part of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Last time we left it off, Indiana Jones, Helena, Teddy and Ronaldo, played by Antonio Banderas, had just arrived at the location of the second clue, which was in the middle of the sea near Greece. Yep. And the first thing I will say, I'm going to start off immediately with a bit of a spoiler here. This is where we find out why Indiana Jones is the way he is. What led to him being down on his luck? What led to his marriage breaking down with Marion as well? And basically, it's because he'd sort of fallen out with his son, Mutz, from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Shia LaBeouf, who, let's face it, was probably conveniently written out. Mm -hmm. But in fairness, at least they did it in a way that led into the story. Mutt went off to fight in the Vietnam War to spite Indiana Jones. And he got killed in service. This led to Indiana Jones diving too much into his work, over-drinking, which basically drove Marion away. And also, I think there's probably a part of her that just couldn't look at him because it reminded her of Mutt. Well, I think it was the she got completely engrossed in her grief and mm. he got engrossed into his work to try and hide from it, which yeah. results in the breakdown of their marriage. I quite like this. Um, I don't, you know, he's bad, but I think it does explain his character in quite a realistic way. Yeah, it explains kind of where he got to, but there was a little part of me that was kind of, was like, can can our heroes have nice things they should do? <laughs> I, I do get that, but I think it would have been far worse if they either just haven't mentioned that, mm. or if they just did a throwaway thing about it. I, I think this is the best way they could have done. Yeah, I mean, they could have. They could have just done it where, you know, Mutt was still around, but in the Vietnam War, surely. I think that would still work okay, wouldn't it? Not in terms of their marriage breaking down, though. No, I but think, then that's that. It's it goes back to that as well. It with depends a, if you like that side of it, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But then, um, so after this, I think also it was around this scene that I started to like B.B. Waller-Bridge's character a little bit more. Yeah. Because she hears this and she can tell she's quite concerned for Indiana Jones. It's the first time she isn't like being all sarcastic and nasty. Mm. And I think it's the first time she sort of sees the human side in her godfather. We're starting to see some character development that's making her into a more likable person, mm. essentially. Um, yeah, so they obviously set, up on that, set off on their diving expedition to go find uh, the second part of the... Well, the, uh, the tablet's going to lead them to the second yes. part. So what I don't really get about this scene mm. is that um, obviously their dining ship, which Antonio Banderas, and he goes in with them along with a, a colleague of his. Yes. Um, 
why would two people who've never dove before go down to the bottom of the ocean? So, well, you think Antonio Banderas? Neither of them have had any sort of diving experience, and they're basically sending them down to the bottom of the seafloor. Um, surely it would have just been better to send the divers down, tell them what they're looking for, and then they can grab it. That's just me being a bit petty about the whole thing, really. I think we're at odds, so I disagree. I think they should go down. Well, I guess it's it's about like creating more adventure. Yeah, okay. No, okay, yeah. It's a little bit silly, but I quite like the way they likened the eels to snakes, so I thought it was quite clever. <laughs> it's sea snakes. <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, they go into the second half of the galley at the bottom of the seafloor and find the tablet and uh, disturb about 10,000 eels <laughs> come charging out. Only seem to be interested in Indiana Jones. Yes. <laughs> this is another point, though, where... Maybe I missed something, and there's a good chance I did. But how did the villains fight? Because then the villains pull up at the boat. Mm. How? How? I I don't know. <laughs> so this this goes back to the point we made in part one about how everyone seems to know where they should be at any given time. Yeah. They just happen to know the exact location to go to this galley and get there at the exact appropriate time for it to be con- most convenient for them. Yes, essentially. Yes. So, yeah, they go on the ship, um, our Nazi villains. They get the tablet, but they realise that Voller is not able to read the writing that it's written. So they need either Indy or Helena to read it for them. This goes into a scene that, when I first was watching it, I really hated it. Oh, really? Because Helena, once again, went back to her true colours, and when they basically offered her money... She was just like, yeah, okay, I'll help you as long as you pay me money. I really don't mind. And I, for a big chunk of that scene, generally thought that she was just doing it to get cash. Yeah, it did go with her character from earlier. Yeah, and I really didn't like this. I thought it wasn't very good um, a development for her until you realise that it's actually entirely a ploy. Mm. And I actually thought it was good at that point. Yeah, it was sort of, I will say, around this point, I was starting to warm to her character. Yeah. Like, I would say throughout the second half I started to warm to her more as the film went on consistently yeah but it's also in this scene where the highly esteemed and highly accredited actor of Antonio Banderas who's been accredited as being a big part of this film gets killed I reckon it wouldn't be that hard to count the amount of words he spoke in this film probably not no uh, you could probably yeah well he had like five lines of dialogue so. yeah if you if you used all your fingers and toes you could probably recount it in a sense <laughs> yeah it feels like he had a bigger part that was cut I don't yeah. know if that's the case but it, I wouldn't be surprised it feels like it being set up to be more than it eventually was yes it feels like that when they were originally writing the story he was going to have more of a role mm. but they decided to cut that back and it may have yeah, it may have benefited the story, made it more concise and focusing on just a couple of characters. But I feel like it's just a massive waste of Antonio Banderas, really. I feel like he, he's... He's a great actor. He's fantastic, yeah. I think he's very good in these sort of films as although, well. Although I do find it quite funny how uh, basically like all of like, the films I really like are either The Mask of Zorro yeah. or a take on The Mask of Zorro, like Person Boots. <laughs> he knows how to play that specific character. I, I still want them to do a a remake of The Mask of Zorro, mm. but have Antonio Banderas playing the part that Anthony Hopkins played mm. in the original. Sure. I'm not normally a big fan of uh, remakes, but I think that'd be one that I would go and see. Yeah. Because it's just a great film. It's so good. So, um, 
Helen's ploy is that during this, um, she goes on this whole terrain kind of going through translating the tablet and explaining like how they're going to find like the next location and gives them like directions on where they need to go. Mm. And during this whole procedure, she sets up a piece of TNT, doesn't she? Yes. To basically give them an opportunity to escape. So Indy manages to light this with a like a, a lit cigarette, yes. doesn't he? And then chucks it into the hold. Big old explosion. Yeah. And they escape on like the side boat that the villains turned up in. Yeah. Yeah. Um Overall, I, I quite like the scene. Like I said, it was overly convenient. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, overly convenient. I, regardless, I enjoyed it. And I thought we did get some character development here, which was needed, to yeah, be honest. Absolutely. Like you say, there's downsides. Like you say, Antonio Banderas is just dying. Being in the film for like, yeah. must be more like 10 minutes. Yeah, and even that. I was just, it was just such a shame. So I think he was he, he's an incredibly good actor and I think he could have had a much better part in this film. He seems but... to be doing that a lot I've noticed like because he sort of did the same thing in the Uncharted movie mm. which is uh, it's a film. It's a film. Um, yeah. But like yeah he's only in that for a short amount of time and he mm. plays quite well not a similar character but yeah, a bit part. Yeah. And he, he feels too big to be doing that. Yeah he does. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know how much he got paid to do it but I guess that's beside the point I would have liked to see him more. Um, but then it obviously they're leaving the uh, the wreckage of the ship with the, leaving the Nazis on there, and they Helena reveals that she hasn't actually given them the correct information. Yes, and that the actual location is in Sicily. Mm. So they use the boat and take off to Sicily, and somehow using what is essentially a small power boat, go across most of the most of the Mediterranean. Like across the entire bottom of Italy in this tiny little power boat all the way to Sicily. Do you know what it reminded me a little bit of? There's a scene, you probably know it as soon as I say it, uh, in The Last Crusade, where they arrive, where they just had the, like a bike chase. Yeah. And they arrive at a signpost. One's pointing to Venice and the other one's pointing to Berlin. Yeah. And they go all the way on like, yeah. Well, it's just about, why does that signpost exist? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that was somewhere. To be. I mean, in fairness, in Swansea, they have a signpost pointing to New York. Yeah, I guess that's more of a novelty. It is. You, you probably wouldn't see a sign that indicates either Venice or Berlin, considering the distances. I to, which... I remember I for the one in Swansea. Yeah. I I put a post up. I I think it was on Reddit or somewhere yeah. that just said like um. I just turned this this sign around to confuse tourists, <laughs> and then I just got like a load of like hate comments. It was like, read the sign; it's clearly not in America. <laughs> and I obviously didn't turn it around. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they obviously power off Sicily somehow on a tiny little boat. Yeah. Um. Fine. Okay. We'll, we'll let that slide. It's not a problem. Okay. So as you said. They somehow took a, a tiny little speedboat all the yep. way to Sicily mm -hmm. for Greece. Yeah, we're going across the Aegean, yeah. like through the whole Mediterranean Sea to Sicily. Quite incredible, but fine. Yeah. And they arrive there, and sort of you have the scene where you've got Teddy sat on the, the steps looking grumpy. Yeah. And you got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she comes up to him. And then he's sort of like talking about how Indiana Jones has become like the lead sort of person. Yeah, and he doesn't like it. And he hates it. And I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I think Teddy's character is incredibly random in a bit. <laughs> um, but basically, he goes, oh, I'm so annoyed we're not stealing stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, he steals someone's wallet and buys an ice cream, yep. bumps into our villains. 
mm-hmm. who kidnap him, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then Eleanor's obviously devastated by this, but Indiana Jones points out they're not going to kill him because yeah. of reasons. Yeah. They're going to just carry him along with them. <laughs> and he does give a reason for this. He says, like, he, they need him. They need him, yeah. As I leverage. But at the same then, time, it's a bit of a weak argument. It, it seems like a bit of a weak argument, yeah, to kind of justify that. Because ultimately, they're probably just going to think, well, what's the kid really going to know? That he's not one that we're after. He's probably no. not going to know anything. So what's the point in hanging on to him? But I love the fact that, uh, like, oh, no, they've got Teddy. They, they won't kill him. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We'll just we'll just ignore that. <laughs> yeah, they could... No, but we, we've forgotten the most important thing again. What's that? Once again, how did they know where to go? The the Germans. Also, in a huge city, they just happened to bump into <laughs> Yeah, well, so at the end of the... At the end of that whole boat scene, they're obviously on a boat that's been damaged. Mm. And the only quote we get is, well, the notices that they're going a different way. Clearly to Sicily, come on. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Of, of course. They wasn't going to Rome or basically uh, any other location that way in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Somehow he is able to follow them all the way to Sicily. And I have no idea how. Like, it's, this is what the third example of where they just happen to be in the right place at the right yeah. time. And um, yeah, and then you know, they, they grab the kid and drive off in a van going to like the location where, where the part two of the Archimedes dial is going to be up. Um, so. Uh, yeah, Helena and it, like Indiana have to grab a, you know, how do they get, they get like a tuk-tuk, don't they? No, motorbike. Yeah, they get a motorbike, yeah. Yeah. So they, and somehow they managed to beat them to this location, despite the fact the villains had a quite a big head start. Mm. So they get there before them, despite the fact the villains set off way, way before they did. A bit like, uh, you know, in the last episode that I got you on with He-Man, where you got the villains flying in the spaceship and then they just yeah. somehow arrive in the car. Yeah, well, they somehow get there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our heroes arrive at the site before the villains do and make their way inside in like a traditional like temple running sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And yeah, they realise that the, the, the second part of the dial is going to be in the actual tomb of Archimedes himself. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they have to sort of like, they see like a, a crescent moon shaped like a crescent moon on the wall in the cave and they have to like climb up because there's like an opening up there yeah but what i find amazing is that no one else in the history of ever has ought to go in that place despite <laughs> the fact it's a very obvious location that someone would go into yeah yeah and so they they get up to this top bit and they find out that the air is quite so- toxic in there and indian jones figures out like as helen is sort of like running around panicking he, he realizes that Archimedes was obsessed with. He's really, he really likes. Um, he was really interested in water displacement, and so he gets Helena and himself to get into the pool that's in there. Yeah, bring in some boulders with them. Yeah, to get water out, and that like opens up the doorway that they need to go through. I have no idea how that would do that personally, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that would physically work as a mechanism. But hey, ho, there's been weirder stuff happening. Like, yeah, I don't mind that. You know, <laughs> it's like with all of these things, the archaeology presented is ludicrous. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> but it's fun to have traps and... Oh, yeah, it makes it fun. It makes yeah. it adventurous. So that's uh, how they find the tomb, isn't it? <laughs> and again, we're getting very much into spoiler territory. I won't keep saying that because you know that by this point. <laughs> but I love the fact they get, like, get up to like the, the tomb and then she's just got Archimedes or like a digital, you know, with like a one. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like, look, there's a helicopter on the. Oh the yeah, top. there's an eagle that has propellers on there. And it's like, so he it works. Yeah, Comedies used it. 
Uh, yeah. As, as sort of like an Egyptologist, it reminds me a lot. You've probably seen a lot of like the conspiracy theories about like helicopters and hieroglyphs. Yeah. Or like the giant light bulb. Both of yeah. which I believe are at Dendra. I might be wrong on that, but I think they're both at Dendra. Mm. Um, but I just, I just, it just reminded me of those conspiracy theories. <laughs> like, oh, it was great. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was very, um, it was very funny when they said that. It's like, so it does work. It, it, they has used it. Mm. Yeah, so that obviously justifies the, the plans going forward, yeah. isn't it? But then, convenience, again. So we have our villains, they've arrived at the cave, yeah. and they're being, they've got Teddy with them. But he tries to escape, and they, they handcuff him to the big guy. They handcuff him to the big guy, yeah. Yeah. And then, basically, as they're crossing the rickety bridge, he manages to jump off the edge with the big guy attached to him. Well, it's the, it's the bridge kind of collapses under the weight, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, like, forces the bridge to collapse. Mm. Go, ends up going down this like raging raging river until he hits a grate at the end and then uncuffs himself using the keys that he's pinched off of him yeah. and recuffs the guy to the metal grate and drowns him in the water. I will admit, I did like this, but at the same time, I felt it was a bit disappointed that you didn't get like the full-on like big man fight. He, at the same the, time, the big guy, he, that was basic. I think the guy's name in the film is just generic henchman number two. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's his name. <laughs> like he, he doesn't really provide anything at all. I, I think I understand why they didn't do what I'm saying, because Harrison Ford, he's 79 during the making of this film, and yeah. 80 when it came out. So fair enough, you're not going to have him fighting a much younger man. No, yeah. But but that, the big man fight was like the staple of the whole genre, isn't it? I kind of wish they had it in the opening scene when he was supposed to be younger. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe not against him, but like... Yeah, or something I, else. I missed the big man fights. Yeah. They didn't have one in Last Crusade either, so it's not the end. Well, you could argue that the um, the tank, the guy in the tank, the, the Nazi driving the tank, uh, could have been. Yeah, and in fairness, um, there was actually supposed to be one. Because mm. uh, it's always the same... Um, the same guy, I think his name was Pat Roach, who's like an old wrestler. Yeah. And he always had the same, the big man fight. So okay, yeah. in Rage of Lost Ark, it's, he's placed the Nazi by the plane. Yeah. And then in the second one, he plays like the fuggy cult member who yeah. fights. And then the third one, he was supposed to have a fight with Indiana Jones on the dirigible. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I was sad they cut it out, but I think probably it was for the best because the pacing would have been well off. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, definitely. But it is a shame they cut that out. Mm. But then, obviously, in uh, Kingdom of Crystal Skull, he has a fight with the Russian officer in the middle yeah. of, like, the, the, the ants. Of the ants. Which I love that scene. Yeah. It's stupid, but it's I love perfect. it. So, yeah, it's not the end of the world. They don't have the big mad fight in this hmm. one, but it, it, it is a little bit. Yeah, it kind of, like, it just seemed like a bit of a waste of that character. Yeah, really. yeah. You know, he didn't do anything at all. Um, yeah, so, obviously, on, on, the, on the way out, they managed to, uh, was it Snag Indy in the dial? I can't remember how they do it now. How do they go about capturing Indiana Jones? Well, basically, they're at the... Um, the whole thing is... They do the whole thing where, like, all the heroes do all the work, so they figure out how to open the, the door. Yeah. All that. Where the villains just kind of walk through all the things that have already been unlocked for them. Yeah, similar to some of the other films. Yeah. So you got Teddy. He's at the top. Yeah. When they arrive in the room, and the idea is like they're holding Indiana Jones and Helena hostage, and then Teddy jumps off mm. to save them. Yeah. And... This leads to Helena and Teddy running off as Indiana Jones holds them back and he gets shot. Yeah. This is actually the point where I think Teddy's evolution as a character is a bit janky because suddenly he's like, 
I would die for this man kind of thing. It was like, you were hating him a second. You hated this man earlier. Like, with Helena, at least there's like this gradual progression of you see her becoming more empathetic as the film goes on. With Kennedy, it's just like, suddenly. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly. I just don't like that. Once once again, I don't feel like he was a a very good character. No. No, I don't think he was very good at all. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I think if I'm honest, I think uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, because of the way the industry is, she's going to get a, some slack from a certain portion of like people. Potentially, yeah. I think Teddy's worse. Yeah, I think <laughs> he is. Yeah, I, don't, I think as I said many times now, is that I don't think he needed to be included. I don't think he really adds anything to the plot. Like, yeah, like like I say, I, I nothing against the actor, and I I don't like saying negative things. So I don't like to like, yeah, but bad character. Yeah, the yeah. So basically, Indiana Jones has been shot. Yeah, and uh, the uh, the villains they capture him and they take him to a play. This is where uh, Waller reveals his his dastardly plan, mm. isn't he? Which is to use the Archimedes dial to find a fissure in time, go back to 1939, and kill Adolf Hitler. I will admit, I—it's stupid. It is. Yeah. I, I like the idea of him killing Hitler and trying to do it himself because he saw the mistakes. Mm. I get the—I think that at least does fit his character. <laughs> but, but I just like the fact that he's going to go back in time. And kill Hitler, and then he's just going to become the new leader. I mean, there are some problems because ultimately, what would actually happen is he'd kill Hitler, and then he'd get killed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fine, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's their plot. It's their evil plan. It's I, the plot device. I don't hate it. No, I I don't hate it either. Um, but what I what I did find very silly is that he turns up at this plane. And he just happens to have a small Nazi brigade there, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? Which, um, which I understand that he's got henchmen, but one, where were all these henchmen previously? And two, why are they all young Germans? Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of a little bit? And this is going to, there's going to be about one person out there who's going to get this reference, but it's from a character I love. Mm. Adam West Batman. Yeah. There's a villain called King Tut. And the idea, he's an Egyptologist, and every time he gets amnesia, he turns into King Tut, who's this villain, who just randomly spawns, like, Egyptian henchmen. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh, I love him so uh, much. Well, yeah, that's, that's probably seen me. Yeah. I, mean, I think Volod maybe has also developed a device to spawn Nazi soldiers. Yes. Oh. So it was just really weird. I just found it really jarring to, like, see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it gave me a chuckle, that's for sure. <laughs> um, whilst this is going on, so Helena and Teddy, they've escaped, and they basically, they they get on a motorbike and they start chasing, uh, they start chasing the villains to the plane. Yeah. This is the next bit where Teddy, I don't get, the, but like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge just goes, can you fly that plane to Teddy? We've had no hint that he can fly a plane. No, so th- there is a hint, but right at, the, right at the start of his introduction, he's sitting in that like bar casino place, right? Like playing on some kind of like flight. Don't you know? don't tell me but, that's the only hint. Yeah, it feels like that whole thing was put in there to go. This is why he's now going to fly this plane. But at the same time, I've flown a plane on GTA. I yeah. don't know how to <laughs> fly a real plane. 
it, yeah, it just seemed really, really silly. So, yeah, she, you know, she rides down the, the runway on a motorcycle and manages to board it whilst he manages to hotwire the plane and somehow can fly a plane. The thing, the, the thing, even taking that out, even if there had been like hints and we'd seen him fly a plane earlier on in the film, mm. why is he flying this plane? <laughs> what is the purpose? I don't, yeah, I, what, I don't, yeah, I don't know why, what the purpose was for him to fly it. Like we find we find out it is built into the plot later, but there's no part of a plan that would need to be flying to be flying a plane. No, not at all. Like there's there's nothing in the plan that insinuates that he should be on a plane. Mm. And additionally, you know, her getting onto the plane as well. What's the plan from there? Yeah, and she's on the plane. At least that. At least with that, I can kind of see that as quite Indiana Jones esque. Yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones often doesn't have a plan. Yeah, well, he does the whole submarine thing in the first yeah. one, doesn't he? So he's, you know, like his whole thing is he doesn't do plans and he just like fights his way through and yeah. it's admittedly quite cool. Yeah. So I kind okay. of get it from her side. Yeah. But can you fly that? Yes. Well, yeah. So, you know, they set the dial, they locate one of these fissures, which is not how I expected it was going to work. I thought it was actually going to be able to like conjure fissures using mathematics. But yeah, it just predicts where they naturally occur. And what I must ask about this is how has no one stumbled upon these just by random chance yeah if they just appear why do they like why has no one found them until now because they're what it turns out is that basically big gaping holes in the sky the, the amazing thing that i i'm amazed they didn't do because of the, the exact kind of cliche thing they do is have the fissure in the middle of the bermuda triangle or something like that yeah <laughs> um but like yeah so they fly through this this fissure in time yeah but but all before this, uh, Indiana Jones is on the plane, and he uh, he starts like laughing away, and he by basically saying, "You've got it wrong. You've made a mistake." And he says that what Archimedes didn't take into account because they didn't know about it back then is continental drift, which is going to affect where the portals end up. And I thought they was just going to be the destination where they end up, yeah, something along those lines. Honestly, I feel the next part. Is going to be so divisive with this film. Yeah, like people, yeah. some people are going to think it is too stupid. Yeah, personally, I loved it. <laughs> it was ridiculous, and I, yeah. I sat there in the cinema, just I, I really like outwardly laughed, <laughs> and then I was just smiling, going, "Yeah, this is so stupid. This is so silly." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let you explain it. Well, basically, they fly through the fissure in time, and you're like, okay, so like you say, they might have gone to a different location or something like that. But no, they've gone back to, was it like, there was like 214 BC. Yeah. There's a big battle going on outside of Sicily where the Romans are shooting like flaming balls at the city. Yeah. And then you just got Archimedes. Yeah. So this is yet another example of them being just conveniently being in the right place at the right time. They happen to be in the city where Archimedes was and it proves like like some of the theories around what Archimedes designed in terms of like mirrors that reflected the sun's rays and cranes that could pull ships out of the water. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, and it just it's just so convenient that they happen to be in the city where the man who invented the device happened to be. The thing I do enjoy about this is though it's just the right level of absolutely ridiculous. And then yeah. you got what the Romans are the bottom firing things. Yeah. And then you've got Nazis shooting down yeah. 
And then you've got Indiana Jones of the Future on the bridge. Yeah, so they 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 think, oh no, they've got a dragon. We must. That's what the like the Roman yeah. and uh, Archimedes people are saying. They've got a dragon. We must take it down. It's just like this is mental. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> then you've got like the kid that he's just flying through as well. And then the pilot wakes up behind him. Yeah. Because he's obviously shocked because he's just having a nap and then suddenly, oh, I'm in the past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The part of this happens to fall beyond the plane, which is really, really funny. Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually, I actually love this bit. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't ask me why, because Aliens in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is technically just as ridiculous. But for some reason, this worked for me and that didn't. And I don't know why. Just picked. Oh, it was absolutely mental. It really was. But um, I was generally just there like, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. It was very bizarre. So basically, so the plane ends up sort of well, they 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 basically have this whole thing. They have a fight on board. Indiana Jones and Phoebe Waller Bridge manage to jump off with parachutes. Yep. And the plane crashes, and and that's the end of Bola. A little bit disappointing, end. I'm gonna say. Yeah. I I, I would have liked maybe a one to one fight or something. I think you could have done Harrison Ford versus his character mm. because they're the same rough age. But I think I don't think that's the point of Waller's character though. He's not like a fighter. He's like the the brain sort of guy. Oh, yeah, it's like the same as like some of the other films where you know, like in the first Indiana Jones, you've got the SS officer with like you know little Clark the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a fighter. He was just a menacing menacing boat. At the same time, that guy gets melted. This guy just kind of crashes and then is dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I I wanted a more satisfying end to his character. Yeah, no, it's not like a. It doesn't break the film, but like no, uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it, like his character as soon as they went through the ball was actually just became redundant at yeah. that point, wasn't it? That was the end. Um, was yeah, I I feel like they probably could have done a better job with the villain, mm. and I I just I do feel like them just conveniently ending up in just the right place yet again. The whole film relies on just convenience, yeah, all the way through. I did, and then what you got. Indian Jones and Helena, they they get to like the. I love the fact they're so close to the fight. By the way, oh, yeah, yeah. Indian Jones going, this is history. This is what I've studied. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. I think I'd be like intrigued. I'd be fascinated if I ended up here. Oh no, yeah. But yeah. they're not that. You know, they're they're not that far away from the fighting, and just everyone's kind of ignoring them and just fighting each other. Yeah. Even though they landed on parachutes and stuff. Like, how is no one going? You know, maybe we should take out these people that have just randomly landed. Yeah. Well, then, uh, obviously, Archimedes comes along. He does. Yeah, it comes along, and they... Um, so I don't know if this is actually how, actually how it works, but do they give him... They give him the dial. They do, yeah. Yeah, so I they fix so. the dial, but does he keep the dial, or do they have it again? No, I think they give it to him, and that's it. So the dial, then, is a self-fulfilling object, because that means that the dial was never actually made. I think, I think though, the thing is, we do see him with his own dial. Yeah, he's, he's constructing it. He's it? constructing it, but then they give him the dial. The, di- the completed dial. Yeah, I don't quite get that. If I'm but is that the, so it's a situation where this dial never actually gets made because of time travel that someone ha- just happens to, from the future, goes back to the past, give it It's very, uh, to... It's very sort of Futurama, Back to the Futuresque, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, you know, the whole time travel thing, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to hate it. I, I was guessing there'd be some element of time travel to this film, but I didn't expect it to kind of go the way that it did. I think the reason it did work 
was because they just went all out. They just went crazy with it. I think I, that is one thing I think. I think that might be the big difference. Like I said during my Kingdom Crystal Skull one, when it comes to aliens, mm. I like them to be present from the beginning. I hate it when aliens are the twist because it's such a lazy twist. Yeah. And I think it's very half half assed essentially. Mm-hmm. With this one, they there's no way you were guessing what was going to come. <laughs> like this was a proper twist. Yeah. <laughs> as ridiculous as it is, they went full on into it, and I think that's why I like it. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's yeah, but yeah, obviously we got our our German villains have been defeated mm-hmm. finally, and then um, Indy is I think because he's obviously been shot on, uh, previously, yeah. so he's he's not very well, bless him. And he, um, leading up to ending, asked to stay. He wants to stay. He wants to experience this culture. He, yeah. I do you quite like one of the things he says here? Because mm. he says he wants to stay because he's got nothing. Yeah. And it's already to go back to me. I think there is sort of a human side to that. As ridiculous as all of this is, I sort of do get his motivation for staying. I, I kind of get for his broken down character how yeah. he would want to stay. And. Part what, um, so how I was expecting things to go mm. was that he was going to stay, yeah, and that because they do intend for this film to be the very last one that they yeah. make, and that the the body that they find in the tomb isn't actually Archimedes. You think it's going to be, but it was actually Indiana Jones. Well, they did have the same watch. Yeah, well, because yeah. no, the watch was Bollers, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, the watch was Bollers because he dresses up in Nazi regalia and puts. The, you see him put the watch on. Right. Which is the same watch that Archimedes has in the tomb. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, the same one. So that's what I was expecting to be. Um, and obviously Indy is very much like, you know, I want to stay. There's nothing for me to go back to. Uh, but Helen is very much saying, no, you, you've got to come back. It wouldn't make sense for you to to stay here. It, you know, time, you break everything. If you stay, you know, you ruin like the time stream and everything like that. But he's very insistent. Yeah. Um. So she punches him in the face. This is a point where, in the last episode, when we were doing the background information, I said you got something spot on mm. when we came out of the cinema. You, one of the first things you said. So I'm going to let you carry on because I have a feeling you're about to. So one of so the, the first thing I said when I came out of the cinema was that it felt like the ending had it definitely been reshot. Yeah. And. It felt like it had just been tacked on very, very post-production. Guess what? It was. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are actually dead on. Anyway. So, in fact, um, so they filmed the ending. Mm-hmm. It went to be shown to audiences, you know, like, yeah. like the test screenings. Test screenings, yeah. yeah. Awful. Yeah. Apparently people hated the ending. No, so really. they redid it. And John Williams, as you had to do a whole new score for the ending. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Um. There's a part of me that does want to see the original ending. Yeah. I'll be interested to know what it actually was. Because, like, literally, they had to get all of, like, the actors back and stuff to do it. To redo the shots, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually did quite like the ending. It was... So, it was an, it was a positive send-off. I, the only thing I would say about it is that he gets punched in the face and then you get the blackout screen. Yes. And then he wakes up in his bed. It is a bit, and again, that's another one where Teddy just conveniently has the plane there to fly through the busy. That somehow can hold four people. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. There's not enough people. No. There's not enough people. But they've got the pilot as well, who 
the, the Italian pilot who just happened to be sleeping on there. The only one who actually knows how to fly. Like, yeah, yeah. And then they need space for Indiana Jones and Helena and then the kid. Yeah. It doesn't look like it can hold that many people. So I do I do reckon you are correct that Indiana Jones originally stayed there. Yeah, that's my theory. That is my theory that that was the original ending. I will admit I prefer the ending they had. Okay. Personally, obviously without seeing the original, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt... Partly because, obviously, they get back to... He wakes up, like you say, he's got a few sort of, like... Yeah, bandages over him where he's got, yeah. But then we see Karen Allen as Marion come back. Yeah. And well, yeah, so... I, I will in there, that makes me smile. Yeah, he wakes up and sees Helena in in the, the house or the, yeah. the apartment. And uh, and then, was it Salah, the, the kid, and uh, Marion yeah. through the door? And... Uh, Obviously, Salah says, you know, we need to give these two some privacy. So him and Helena and the kid mm. and then Salah's grandchildren all leave the house. And in the air, Jones and Marion have a bit of a tender reunion. And I love their reunion because they, they read either bit from Razor Lost Stark. Yeah. But the other way around. So in Razor Lost Stark, uh, Indiana Jones, he's got every time, like, Marion touches him, he goes, ow, ow, ow. And she goes, where does that hurt? And he goes, here. And he shows his elbow. And so she kisses his elbow. And then he goes, here, and he points to his forehead, mm. and then she kisses his forehead. Then he points to the side of his eye and goes, here, and then she kisses there, and then he finally points to the lips, and then that's mm. like their first, like, proper kiss. And they just reenact that, but with... It, and she basically says it hurts too much. Yeah. And meaning emotional pain, mm-hmm. obviously. But she, he goes, where does it hurt? And it leads to that, her pointing to her elbow, pointing yeah. to her forehead. And I, I will admit, I... It was nice. I thought it was sweet. It was, yeah, it was a tender moment, mm. and it was, it was nice reconciliation with two, you know, great yes. characters. Yeah, yeah. Like one of, like I often say, whenever it comes to Marion, there's a part of me that thinks she's the best side of character in Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think I never say outright she is because I think you've also got short round, you've got Salah, mm-hmm. but she's definitely in the running. Yeah, and I do think this was a really good. I, I I'm happy she was in this final. Yeah, it was really, it was really quite nice and really quite sweet. And um, and yeah, and that concludes the film. Yeah, and we see his hat hanging outside. Yeah, and whips it back, whips it back, just in case they want to do one more. Just for the <laughs> Indiana Jones six. Yeah, uh, can't wait. Gonna be this will be a, what ninety five year old in the yeah. uh, Harrison Ford this time. I think this probably should be the last one. <laughs> I think it should be. Um, so overall, what were your thoughts? So. It's very hard to say because I went into this film almost expecting to dislike it. I have to ask quickly, hmm. how much of you want... Because you said, like, leading into it, like, when you went in, you said you almost wanted to dislike it. I wanted it to be utterly terrible. How much of that is because I really wanted to be it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there might be a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think my my feelings around how disney's handled a lot of their products lately i wanted it to be really bad basically just so it's a huge a massive crash for them it's well essentially it's sort of mm. so they're like, such a big company they're always they are too big at this point oh so i think the problem with the films that they've been making and um you know in terms of like the budgets that they get put in there is that the budgets are so hyperinflated that in order for them to be successful they need to earn billions don't they it's the same with this one yeah you know it in order for this to make any real money based off of both the the production values and marketing values the fact that there's probably lots of other hidden costs in there that they've not exactly yeah. cases 
it, it needs to make obscene amounts of money, and I'm not yeah. convinced it will. Well, I believe it's something like the 13th most expensive film. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, because it's borderline $300 million. Yeah. Um, if you think another very big budget film was The Mummy, mm. uh, well, I'll go with The Mummy Returns because that was the bigger one. We're talking it making not much more than $300 million to be made for 98 Yeah. So you're talking... That's that's yeah was considered a hugely successful film. Yeah, like but so the the money that it needs to make for this film to be successful is crazy. But I mean, away from that, and more from the like the critical side of things, mm. um, I went into it wanting to hate it. Yeah, I think that may have it may it probably would have been it's probably detrimental going into it with that point of view. But I came out um, personally surprised that I I didn't outwardly dislike it yeah i enjoyed watching it yeah there's lots of scenes in there that were just good fun you know that very typical indiana jones style stuff um it relies too much on convenience i feel mm. and i don't i think a lot of the new characters they introduced were just not up to standard if i'm honest i think the convenience thing comes a little bit down to how much it's been rewritten mm. like i i have a feeling yeah it's gone through what like multiple writers multiple mm. directors and i think that has harmed the final product yeah it's i guess it, it it's not quite as bad as the whole somehow palpatine return no from no star wars oh light and day compared to the new star yeah but it it's still you know it relies the story relies so much on things conveniently happening and people being in just the right place at just the right time yeah. for it to move forward you know it that i feel like it's detrimental as a consequence uh, i think a lot of the there's a lot of characters that you could have cut out and not made much difference and more characters that you probably could have utilized more yeah in there um i think phoebe waller bridge's character i'd liked more than i was expecting to i think she's nowhere near um, she's not the like the total sort of princess character that Disney's been known to make for a lot of their films and that they can't do any wrong and yeah. they're bringing everything. She's definitely a flawed person with tra a traumatised past and a very bitter streak to her. And I think she got better as the film went on. Um, she wasn't wasn't perfect by any means. No. You know, and I think they did do in Indiana Jones some, some justice as well. He wasn't completely sidelined in his own film. Yeah, which I, that's what I was convinced they were going to do. Yeah, is just turn him into essentially more like a prop. But yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of my feeling on it, I well, there's no secret I was very hyped for this film. Mm. I have been for many many years. Yeah, I'd say just before getting into cinema, I managed to talk myself into thinking if it's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'm happy. Yeah. Fortunately, I do think this was better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Okay. I. Did enjoy. I, I know I've, I've made a lot of complaints about this film, yeah. but in the grander scheme of things, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was. Yeah. I would, no, cool. Maybe this is high, but I would give it. I think seven out of ten. That'll be my score. Yeah. Um, I think it was better than I was expecting it to be. I do think I do agree. There was a lot. There was too much convenience. Yeah. I think with Phoebe Waller Bridge's character, they started her too dark. Yeah. Her outwardly basically trying to kill indiana jones it, on two occasions on the point out she also asked someone to shoot him at one point yeah it's too far yeah but by the end of it i do feel she had redeemed herself enough for me to like her character yeah i think so and i i actually 
I, I know there's going to be some people out there who don't like her character and they don't like her playing it, but I thought she did a good job, actually. I think, honestly, I think she did. I, I thought she did a good job mm. of it. Um, I didn't really, you know, yeah, I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge did a good job of yeah. that character. As for the ending, I think if it had been just some going back to Nazi Germany, it might have been a different thing. But the ridiculousness of the ending kind of tipped it for me, and I, I did enjoy it because of that. Um, so I am, I am happy to say, like, I do think this satisfies, like, yeah. what I, you know, this was satisfying for me, I think. Yeah, no, good. And I guess, you know, ultimately, if you've come out of a film feeling satisfied, it's done part of the yeah. job, isn't it? My main, main complaint would be I didn't feel like it was necessarily an Indiana Jones film. Like, it was a film that Indiana Jones was the main character in. But it didn't have that same feel. So I I don't feel like it had the same sense of wonder. No. That agreed. I would say even the fourth one had. In yeah. terms of just the, uh, the the you know, the otherworldly locations they go to, you know, just the mis the mystic the mystical nature of yeah. that they're you, seeking. You've got that there's serious moments in the film, but it's always a fun adventure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it I feel like it's um I don't know, almost missing something that makes it a, a true Indiana Jones film. For me, what I think it is, I think it is partly down to the fact that you got the <clears throat> different director, so it's going to add a different feel. Yeah. But I also think we start with what, like, a broken down Indiana Jones, and he stays broken throughout the entire film. Yeah. Until at the very end, where there's a hint when Marion comes back that maybe Vince are coming back. Mm. There wasn't any point where it felt like he got his like swag back or so well. Yeah, and I mean, I think he never does though, because he's quite content just to stay there, kind of die, mm. and it ends up kind of not being his choice anyway. He gets yeah. punched in the face and dragged through it. So, in terms of like him being able to pull himself out of the dark place he's ended up in, really, and I think that's the issue. Like, I think I get why they did it that way because it's like his growth comes at the very end. Yeah, but it's, it's involuntary growth. Yeah, it felt someone else. So it's Phoebe Waller Bridge's character has kind of forced him to go through that in a way. Yeah, he's naturally come to. I think I would have preferred that moment. I, I don't. I I personally don't mind him being a bit broken down at the beginning. I think fine. Yeah, but I would have preferred it if, say, like partway through, he had started to get his kind of like. You know, it doesn't need to necessarily be jumping over, you know, like going insane. Yeah. But um, just to have that old twinkle in the eye, that kind yeah. of Indiana Jones, you know, yeah. thing. And I don't, you know, as much as it was really nice to see Harrison Ford yes. screen again as that character, yeah, he didn't have the same, I don't know, spark. Yeah. And I say, I think even like in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he still had a bit of that spark too. Well, it's like I said in my introduction. Mm. The reason I like the introduction for um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull mm. is because you get the bit where he puts a hat back on, yeah. you get the bit where he has a fight, and you get the bit where you go, I'm having fun watching this. Yeah. And I don't think, even in the beginning of this one, where he's sort of like younger and younger Jones, even then I didn't really get that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, good point. I think that's um, that's very valid mm. in there. Which, which, I mean, as I said, it. I came out of the cinema feeling very... Um, confusion <laughs> because i i didn't i i didn't utterly hate my time in there i know I, I i enjoyed it i enjoyed being in the cinema and watching it but yeah it didn't yeah it, it's hard i find it really hard to describe this film how i really feel about it i think i i personally can mm. from for myself i needed to f be happy that this film was made yeah 
I do not regret that this film was made, and I did enjoy it. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's a perfect film. No. That's the way I'd put it. No, yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Um, just, I just really hope that Disney don't decide to milk the cow even more. Yeah. I mean, we do have an Indiana Jones game coming out. Absolutely fine with that. I'm yeah. excited for that, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I think this needs to be the end. Uh, I can't wait for like, Indiana Jones 6, where uh, we get, like, a 95-year-old <laughs> Indy in, like, the wheelchair going around. Yeah. Still trying to, like, punch people and, like, do crazy stunts. And then, because, like, there's been a small subsection that, like, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. Yeah, though, she died. Yeah, she died. <laughs> died. Yeah, what war was she dying? Oh, yeah, she died in the Gulf War. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mentioned my breaking down of my marriage. Yeah. Well, so if Indiana Jones is, like, in his eight, is like going on his 80s in this film, and that's 1969, if it was the Gulf War, he'd be 100. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's in Centennial Fly Harrison Ford. Just go, just go even further. She died in the Afghan War. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like a hundred year old uh, Indiana Jones at that point. Well, you could say, yeah, but he had the the dawn of destiny, like made him immortal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Right. Well, I think that about brings an end to this episode. No, thank you. It's uh, yeah, been good. Kind of going yep. with this film. I think I've needed it to be. I think I would say that I've now done a good film with you. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. To, yeah. To, 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 to an extent. To an extent. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome, then. Yeah, thank you for that. Not watching something truly abysmal. I can't wait to be brought back on to watch something absolutely horrifying. Well, we did say that you might have to pick notes, didn't we? Yeah, and I think we've already we talked about it the other day, and I think we've already got an idea around what we're going to watch, aren't we? So I think so. I think it's something that I know nothing about and something that I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, But yeah, so, well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope you all have a great rest of your week.